Welcome back, everybody. It's your time to add up on the Ed Up Experience podcast, where we make education your business. Dr. Joe Salucio back with you on another episode here at Lucian Live, eLive 2023, New Orleans, Louisiana. And we're just watching people just walk by by the hundreds here. It's crazy. They're moving from spot to spot, from session to session. And we get to interview some of the most fascinating people in and across higher education that you could come across. I said across twice in a row, but that's okay. Um, that works here as long as you understood what I was saying, right? Uh, I'm going to bring these guys in one at a time. And we're going to start with this gentleman right here. Ladies and gentlemen, he's Rich Forrest. He's Chief Product Officer at ESM Solutions. Rich, welcome to the mic. How are you? I am very well. Thank you for having me here today. Well, thanks for being here. Are you having a good conference so far? Yeah, I love uh, Lucy and Live. I've um, been lucky enough to come for the last sort of 20 years. It's 20 been, years? Yeah, I might look young. But yeah, I mean, you look bit. like you're in prime <laughs> physical condition, my friend. Oh, so thank, I mean, thank you. Flattering me there. <laughs> <laughs> well, let's, br let's bring in the other gentleman here. Here he is. He is Joshua Faith. He's CEO of ESM Solutions. We got the big dogs here today. What's going on, Joshua? It's uh, great to be here, Joe. Thank you very much for having us. And I might add, flattery will get you everywhere. Well, <laughs> I, I, I got to say, you guys are two of the best looking guys I've seen all day here. Uh, are we uh, anyway. the first people? Yeah, yeah the <laughs> first two guys I've seen all day. Anyway, uh, so to talk about, um, Joshua, we'll start with you. Talk about ESM Solutions for somebody that has not heard of ESM Solutions. This is the first time hearing about it. Give us the two to three minute what's up with the ESM Solutions sure. song. By the way, the music keeps turning up as we're, there's music going on around us that keeps turning up. Um, delighted to, Joe, thank you. So ESM Solutions is a uh, spend management company. Uh, we develop and sell software um, primarily for the US education sector, both K-12 and uh, universities, community colleges. And um, we are, we, our technologies, uh, technologies have been white labeled by Lucian, so we form uh, part of the Lucian Spend Management Suite. We, our technology essential, essentially enable institutions to manage all of their non-payroll related indirect spend uh, in a cloud SaaS platform. All the, say that one more time. Um, all the non-payroll related indirect spend. Amazing. That's, uh, uh, that's complicated. We're going to break down as we go through this a little bit. Um, uh, so here's the second question. Say this for me. Okay. Say, say it for me now. <laughs> the doctor. <laughs> yeah, um, say it for me. So, so I work in higher education. Sure. I work in uh, enrollment management. Uh, I've got a lot of vendors. I've got a lot of issues. I've got, you know, so tell me how ESM can solve uh, mm. some of my problems. So the typical scenario is that there's a lot of manual processes, requisitions require, mm. um, you know, multiple pieces of paper that get distributed all around the institution. Approvals can take weeks or Yikes. months. Um, and, um, you know, people, stuff stuck in filing cabinets um, and you have a lot of disjointed, uh, a little, a lot of disjointed uh, systems and processes um, which make, which create a lot of friction in the institution. Uh, at the most basic level, uh, we digitize and automate the, the basic procure to pay processes. Um, and essentially when you're talking about procurement, so that the, we, you know, take the requisitions that come in, we process them through our systems and at the other end, when you have to go and pay the invoice, the invoice, we provide the information so the invoices can be paid by the invoicing solution. Interesting. So you're really, you're simplifying a process of procurement in, in other words, right? I Digitizing mean, and simplifying it, making it, um, you know, consumable for staff and faculty to be able to go and manage it, their processes without them being 
um, overly burdensome and invasive in their in their daily lives. Uh, Rich, over to you. How complicated are the procurement processes on college and university campuses? I mean, I don't think we're talking about like these small little processes. Sometimes the procurement is a massive undertaking. Yeah, I mean, you've got to think about what, what it is that schools and, and colleges are actually purchasing. It, you know, it can be anything from uh, reams of paper to you know, extreme nuclear reactor or something. You know, yeah. uh, but yeah, so the procurement processes can be incredibly complicated. The depending on state laws, the the rules and regulations of what you can purchase, um, where you can purchase it from, who who approves the processes. Yeah, that's complicated. Yeah, yeah, yeah where right? the budgets are and everything. Yeah, it's it can be. We um, talked about this on a on another podcast with with somebody else. And there's a lot of turnover in higher education too. So if you're going through a procurement process and you have a new leader comes in, and they're going to go stop everything right now. Let me figure out yeah. wh what money's coming in, what money is going out. So that can cause another complication to the process. And there's more people leaving higher ed now than there ever has been. Is that creating additional issues for for you guys as, as you work with colleges and universities? Um, I wouldn't say additional issues in terms of um, of the process. What we're trying to do is sort of simplify those processes so yeah. that actually we're, we're trying to ease people through that. Um, so that by automating and, and digitizing those workflows and, and the processes that, that you know, we recognize there is a lot of churn in, it, in high, um, higher education world at the moment. But it, it's, it, we can simplify the process. I've, I've got a phrase that uh, Sort of, um, presented and, and talked around simplification. If we, if we can get that that simplification of the processes to a real unique level, it, it actually reduces some of that friction. Nailed um, it. I love it. it yeah. Talk about Josh. Back over to you. ESM Solutions. How did it start? Where did it start? Talk about growth path. Talk about all those types of things. Really introduce us to the organization sure. and its grassroots origin story, if you will. Yeah, delighted. Like a superhero. Sure. So. Um, <laughs> One, one last summer. Yeah, hey, <laughs> keep doing that. Yeah. No, it's, no, nice job. Um, ESM was started in 1999. Uh, we originally called eSchool Mount. Um, and this was this simple idea to create this shopping-like experience for your end users within, your customers within the institution. Mm. So all the faculty and staff, you know, how do they know which suppliers to go and shop from? How do they know what contracts that they need to use to go and um, utilized to be able to purchase what pricing they need to um, they should be paying and right. the answer is it's really complex especially yes. as you get to much larger institutions um, you know you have thousands of tens of thousands of staff you know how do all of them know where to go what processes to follow and ESM set out with a simple mission of, of simplifying that process so it's creating like a e-commerce like shopping experience in 1999 um, to enable you know staff and faculty to go and buy the things they need really simply, and ESM took that original story, that nucleus, um, and have, have have run with that and have built out a platform that essentially manages the entire um, the entire procure to pay process. Albeit we specialise now in the with Elution on the um, purchase, sourcing, supplier, contract, and uh, storeroom side of the house. Talk about employee base. How many employees do you have? Where are you guys located? Sure. So we have uh, employees in um, in the UK, Canada, um, America, South uh, South America, and the Middle East. 
Wow, um, global. You're global. We are a global organization. I think in total, we're probably um, around about 60 odd employees wow. um, between you know, our, our in development teams, product teams, and um, and you know front of ha front uh, customer facing teams. And how has how has growth been? Um, growth has uh, we've been on a I'd say a multi year um, you know strategic um, mission to transform how education does business. Ooh. I like your style, dude. Nice. See that one got keyed up right yeah, now. That's, and, and what we've been trying to do is, you know, take this realizing that let state legislatures and um, boards of education institutions are starting to ask really um, really interesting questions around sustainability, diversity, um, where spent where budget is actually spent is it spent within the local communities or is it just going to these you know large um, retailers or large uh, large vendors right and you know we've set about answering that question um, and it's been it's resonated really quite well um, do you think you, yeah I, well I mean do universities know where the money's being spent well no mm. and, and they the, those questions are being asked. But the, what we're finding is that the procurement teams are really struggling to answer that question. Right. Um, and we're what we're trying to do strategically is you know, elevate the supplier within the um, within within the kind of create them as a, put them on the same level as the customer. Right. And what we find in in from a lot of our competitors is they're trying to squeeze the vendors as much as possible. They're just squeezing value. And that's actually what we find is not what customers actually want. Mm -hmm. They run equity with their supply chain, but they want to do it in um, in a way where it, they're, they're achieving their strategic objectives around um, sustain, you know, ha help us be more sustainable, help right. us be, you know, we, we need to purchase a set, like, let's say three or 4% of our spend have to go to diverse vendors. The problem is a lot of institutions struggle because they can't find them um, that provide the- That's a good point. They can't find them that provide the the, the goods that they need, and what we're setting out to do is is help them um, on that discovery journey, um, help them with the with you know processing those transactions, and um, just really stepping into that question. Um, it, you know, it's not to say that we've solved it or we'll ever solve it or we'll ever solve it, but what we're what we want to step into that and help the institutions answer that question proactively uh, proactively yeah. yeah that's great and um and the market is resonating you know we with growth with Illusion has been um uh has, has been solid and we're you know we're now also starting to step ask that question in the k-12 space because we're seeing this wave of um the, these questions kind of ripple across the education sector not just in um in higher ed epic let's talk product Okay. You guys are here. You're yep. having conversations with colleges, with universities. How do you elevate your product? What, what are you doing? Are you trying to trying to find out what the problems are right now from these new contacts that you're making? Are you thinking about going back on, ooh, we can tweak this? Or are you thinking new product set? It, it's going to be a weird answer in terms of yeah. so We a, only do a, weird answers here, Richard. Right on, <laughs> right on point. From a chief product officer, what I'm trying to do is actually break down the barriers of product. At the moment, um, a lot of our, a lot of the, the institutions here are finding the journey through what they need to do on a daily basis is siloed by products. So what oh, we're what we're looking to do is try and ease their journey through the process. So 
Um, what we've been doing and partnering with Evolution on is that their experience um, module. So really looking at how we can extract our data and bring it into the Elucian um, experience ecosystem so that from a user's point of view, their tasks are broken down. Yeah, we're breaking yes. down that barrier of product and product and having to sign in here and go to this solution that we can think about the capabilities that they want to, to deliver and we can just surface that information. So a lot of what we're doing is really focusing around how do we understand the business processes, the capabilities that they're wanting to deliver and, and almost soften the product side of it. So, you know, it's like from a CPO, weird. To, well, because product is product. intimidating, right? If you're, especially it, if you're yeah. a new product, ah, everybody freaks out, you know, and yeah. something like this. What the heck is going on? Exactly. You know? and, and more and more products. It's like, how many products do I need to solve this solution? So we want to be able to provide the services, the, the skills and the, the data um, that people really need to com complete their jobs. But it's, there's been some interest. I mean, it's, I know it's probably in a over, over topic um, at the moment. So is all the chat GP, chat GPT, artificial AI, intelligence, things like yep. that. Um, and it's interesting from that point of view that one of the things that we're hearing is it's not about, yeah, I think for the last decade or so, it's about what's the experience of getting information into products, but no one's really paid a lot of, in, um, a lot of time around how do you get information out of products. Mm. And people have been starting to think about that um, around the, the analytics side for a while, but suddenly there's this boom around AI and actually how are you going to get your information out to AI? Because it's not about just using AI, you know, we're using AI to help us develop faster, to, to, to look at products and to design products. But actually we need to be designing our products so they can, they can be consumed by AI. Right. So there's what we've been thinking about when we're sitting in sessions, listening to people's challenges, it's like, okay, how can we be exposing that information here and doing that process here and driving through and making it, you know, trying to think beyond um, just the day-to-day, how to input here and is this button in the right place? And that's sort of a little bit yesterday, we're really trying to think about the next level, um, the next process of really designing software um, for the, for the next three years. I love the quote on um, yesterday morning's keynote where it's like, what you've designed today will not be appropriate in three years. It's yes, definitely agree with that process. And that's really what we're trying to think in our thought process of how do we elevate with, we're quite lucky. I mean, the scale of the organization and the agility that we were able to, to move with is something that um, I'm really, really enjoying at the moment at ESM is the ability to think, move, move to the next stage nimble yeah, nimble and agile yeah, yeah, right yeah yeah it's yeah, a big definitely. difference in helping higher ed if you can be we always say or i i've said a lot of times in the book and a lot of times on podcasts we need to be as nimble in higher ed as a technology company who's serving us because they're telling us we're slow and they're saying hey you guys gotta move faster we're, we're gonna try to help you move faster but we typically higher ed is a it's this massive machine of traditionalism and it's hard to move them along well, and i think that's the process is that actually technically technical companies need to stop saying higher education is slow Ooh, interesting. because because it, it's not something that they want to be slow yeah we don't want to be slow no um but actually is it some of the technology that's been delivered to them that's actually making them so is it because Ooh. it's product 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 um you know that they're having to learn all different systems we should be making the lives easier making it so they can move faster so in our thought process and our design ideas, it has to be how do we help them 
move faster, not just keep complaining that they're slow with processes. So, yeah, you know, the procurement world is quite often lambasted about process. Like we started with the conversation, it can be complicated. It needs to be complicated, but it doesn't need to be slow. So, you know, again, our thought process is how we speed people through that process with the accuracy, the security of going through and not making it complicated. How do One we? Get, the, sorry, go, go ahead. I, no, no, no. You can do whatever you want here. This is oh, the other wow, Okay, I'll make myself comfortable. <laughs> open there. mic. Yeah. Open mic. Um, you know, there's this tension what we see between the staff and faculty within an institution and the institution itself. Mm. The institution wants compliance with the processes. We have these processes that need to be adhered to. It. The, insti- the 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 faculty and staff they've they've been accustomed to, you know. In many cases now, same-day delivery, this stuff is done quickly. I, this, the consumerization of all of the services that they interact with. Yep. And there's this tension between, you know, I want this to be convenient on one side and the institution going, okay, but compliance is more important. Well, let's start the insanity. <laughs> so what, you know, what, what you know, the... I, I took guess, you off your... I took you, you off did, your... You did, you me. <laughs> I told you I'm, I'm bringing it back, I'm bringing it back. So, you know, what we've really tried to do is, you know, how do we thread the needle there? How mm. do we give the staff and faculty what they want, this really convenient experience, but while ensuring that, um, you know, the institutional's policies and procedures are adhered to in a, in a way that, that they require. Ah. Uh, and that's, um, I'm loving the sound of it. <laughs> uh, and, uh, you know, really what we try and do is is, you know, take all of the, all of our product decisions with that in mind. So, you know, whether that's keying in data um, or, you know, how technology is actually consumed, it's kind of, you know, thinking about minimizing the impact on the end users while, you know, you know, providing the institution with the levels of control and compliance that they require. How do we engage with ESM solutions right now? So somebody listening in this podcast that is going, when we put this out in the next hour, or so, um, somebody's be walking around here or listening at home, going, "I have, I have, there, I'm having these issues. They're speaking to me right now. How do I engage? What does the engagement process look like typically? Yeah. You send a team in, do you do an evaluation? You know, how does it, how does it work? This, uh, well, immediate thing. If it's going out in an hour, we've got a booth in there. It's the big red one. Come and engage with us. That would be the lovely to see everyone. Halo. The big yeah, red booth. The big red booth. Um, there's. There's multiple ways, yeah. So in terms of traditional implementation methodologies, we get our consultants, we understand the process, we we help people through that journey. Um, one of the things that we're doing now is is really re-engaging our, our user groups and and bringing in information into the um, into the solution set. So engaging is is relatively straightforward. I mean, the easiest way. My name's Rich Forrest. Find me on LinkedIn or send me an email. Um, but the yeah, we want to make that as simple as possible. Um, we've got a strong partnership with you know our K to twelve suppliers with with the Lucian, um, and we just want to be visible and and really engage with with the community. So it's um, yeah, out there and, and bring the issues, bring any challenges. We're happy to to hear about those and and see how we can solve them. It's um, Open season. <laughs> so if you're if you're an Aleutian customer, you could go to your Aleutian um, sales rep or, or or customer success representative. If you're not, you could just reach out to us directly via our website, um, which is www.esmsolutions.com. 
before you guys go, we like to ask our guests. Do we have to go? We've been having so much no. fun. You don't We're have to go. Yeah. Yeah. In yeah. fact, yeah. If, you, yeah. if you want, you could start co-hosting the episodes with me if you want. Yeah. We'll just get a chair for yeah. you right there. We've awesome. got another mic. Um, guitar. <laughs> yeah, you, yeah, you play guitar. As long as you, I don't have to sing, no, no well, one wants you know, to hear that. Well, I, no promises, to be quite <laughs> honest. Um, talk to us, uh, boy. You made me forget my own darn question. I'm the host <laughs> I'm here. Oh, how the yeah, tables so, have turned. I know. <laughs> uh, open mic. Tell us anything you want about ESM solutions. Anything we need to know. Anything that anywhere you're going. Any new product coming out. Any anything at all. Open mic for you guys. Tell our audience. Um, I will start off with um, Aleutian Experience. Aleutian Experience has been an incredible innovation that Aleutian has brought out that creates a unified uh, user interface for um, Banner and Colleague and all of the third-party um, uh, tools and software that the institution interacts with. Um, I'm delighted that our, our, our product teams led by Rich have built um, some e-procurement cards for Aleutian Experience. And what they've tried to do is reimagine what um, e-procurement could be through Aleutian Experience, creating the um, ability for users to approve and receive and, and interact with the procurement tools, which right. are can be, you know, really, you know, they have to manage quite sophisticated processes. But how do you do it in a really simple um, and easy to do way? And the, we've released our new procurement cards during this uh, conference, which we're Whoa. really excited about. Nice, congratulations! Uh, thank you so much. And um, we we think that it's going to make a um, a material difference for institutions going about their uh, procurement processes. I like that a material yeah. difference, not yeah. just a. Di I mean, that I like the way you said that. Go ahead. I think that well, talking about the the next steps in the future, Joshua Joshua already mentioned this in terms of we're bringing out new supplier management um, suite. So it's really about that relationship with a supplier shifting the game from squeezing the supply but actually building the relationships and that especially for the education market the long tail the smaller suppliers find it really hard to actually work and, and build relationships with the schools and the colleges that's what we want to enable so that we can bring local suppliers bring that compliance and, and, and enable them not just the big boys you know the I won't mention them, uh, but there's you, you can know, do whatever you want here yeah, on the podcast. The, <laughs> there's the big suppliers that everyone will just by default go to, but possibly not getting the best engagement, the best materials, the best um, solutions from suppliers. So that's where we're putting a lot of focus next is on on that supplier engagement and supply shops and the ability to bring in more catalogs so that the, the spend can be really controlled, managed but for really good solution, um, solutions for the universities, colleges. You know, we find that the current state of um, the market based on the institutions, the, 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 the vendors, the uh, e-procurement companies, the combination of all of those different uh, organizations creates a lot of inefficiencies within, um, within the market. The costs of actually getting the goods to the client is actually really quite expensive. Yikes. And you have suppliers that are basically saying, I'm not gonna work with this smaller institution because it costs too much money for me to, for them to, for us to connect. It's like a last mile problem. Mm. You know, how do we go and connect our catalogs up to these institutions procurement processes? And vendors just go, I'm not doing this, it's too expensive. Wow. And that's a question we're stepping into. And yeah. can we, how can we create a, 
system that enables super quick uh, enablement of those catalogs. You know what I noticed about you guys is very proactive language that you use. It's a, we're stepping into it. It's not that you're trying to solve a problem that exists on the receiving end. You're proactively stepping into the problem to fix it mm. um, for institutions. And that's a great way to, I think, not only position organization, but that's what we need is institutions. We need somebody to step into it and go, we can help you. We can help you solve this this problem that you have that, I mean, how many universities across the U.S. have this problem? Every? I would uh, certainly the vast majority of them, and especially what we find is the smaller institutions are the ones that are most severely impacted. Yeah. And smaller staff, the smaller, less yeah. resources. The all one that, that. needs more, more help. Yeah. yeah. The, the ones that need the most help are the least able to get it. Mm. And what mm. we want to do is step into that and, and you know, discuss with those institutions, you know, the, the nuances of the problems that they face and work with them on solving them. I'm not saying that we've solved all of the problems, far from it. We just know that these problems exist and they're evolving and we want to be a part of the solution. What do you guys see as the future for higher education? That's our final question today. It's an easy one. I would, for me, and this isn't really um, tied to the procurement side, but certainly education is about learning. Mm -hmm. And we're trying to ease the back office so that the rest of the institution can deal with the learning side of, of, of what I the whole that. raise and lecture of the universities, the colleges, the schools. I see the future of higher education being less about outcome driven in terms of degrees moving towards the end. It's all about the end point. It's all it's moving much towards the journey that the whole process of and being as we talked about agile, not just has been agile, but the university has been able to be agile. If a typical degree course is four years, think about how technology is going to change and you know, use the AI thing, how that could change in four years. Artificial intelligence. Oh, you've got the, the sound for it as well. That <laughs> um, actually education is going to change. The future of higher education is that becoming flexible. It's not just about a, a structured education. It's about being a flexible education. Um, and we need to be able to to be there to support the institutions to just drive that. Love it. Last word, Joshua. You know, as, as Rich mentioned, um, you know, artificial intelligence is already having, we're coming, this is like the, the, the birth of artificial intelligence has just become, you know, we've all just become aware of what's been bubbling yeah, away like underneath the last the, three months. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> what's been bubbling away underneath the surface for the past few years. And it's, it's really asking questions about, you know, the fundamental aspects of, of, of the way we learn. And, you know, can you go and set an essay for someone anymore? I don't know you can. Um, you know, if ChatGPT or any other, you know, large language models can go and solve these, these um, you know, answer these questions in a, you know, in, in a split seconds without students having to think, I think we need to, you know, rethink how education is delivered. Yes. And, um, and, and what does that actually mean for, um, for the university and also for students? I think what I, I guess my aspirations and my hope is that the, the advent of these new technologies um, enables, um, you know, really focusing on the interaction of the student and the, and the, and the teacher and bringing them together on a more personal level and really having a, because you can't cheat your way through a face-to-face a -face interaction. Right. And I, you know, I, I think, at the core of what institutions are trying to do, I, I believe, you know, teaching people how to think, 
teaching people how to communicate. And what I hope is that the, the, the new technologies gets away with a lot of the other things that aren't necessarily, you know, helpful within the, those, you know, those core requirements and enable, um, you know, to get back to the very core of what it is we're setting out to do with our, um, with our talented, you know, the next generation. I love it. Did you guys have a good time on the podcast today? We had an awesome time. Lovely we don't want to go. Yeah. Thanks, man. Tell your friends. We're going to... We're, we're, I don't I, have any. I really, <laughs> really enjoyed having you guys on. Here they are. We've got Rich Forrest, CPO of ESM Solutions, and Joshua Faith, CEO of ESM Solutions. Thank you for being here, gentlemen. And uh, now I think you're my new best friends. Ladies and gentlemen, you've just add up to 